Hello and welcome to Easy Aces from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Jane is following the advice of her new next-door neighbor, Mrs. Fredericks, who says a wife can be a big help to her husband in business. Mrs. Fredericks demonstrated how she does it, and Jane immediately invited to dinner Mr. Tumley, a prospective customer of Mr. Ace's. She followed this up by dropping in at the office this afternoon and going out to lunch with Mr. Tumley. It's later the same evening at the Ace's bungalow. We find Mr. Ace alone. The door opens. Listen. Is that you? Well, all depends on who you is. Oh, it's you, Marge. I thought it was Jane. Yes, you are. Where is she? I don't know. I haven't the slightest idea. Hello, Jack. Laura? Only for a half hour. Half hour? Have you been home that long? Yes. It's only six now. How'd you get home so early? Because I couldn't stand it at the <laughs> office anymore. Look, Marge, today at noon I had Mr. Tumley at the office. I had an F there, too. It looked like the deal was a cinch. Tumley was in that same good mood he was in last night here at dinner. Neff was just patting me on the back, practically, telling me what a deal I had put over. And suddenly everything went black. Went black? What do you mean? Jane came in. Oh, I see. No, you don't. I think I do. She spoiled the deal, is that I it? I don't know. All I know is she walked out of the office with him, with Tumley. They went to lunch. Right. Oh, it was Tumley's idea, of course. Jane's his little playmate now, he says. <laughs> what a fair. You said it. If she'd only have called me or something. In other words, you mean you haven't heard from her since then? What other words? There are no other words. I told you what happened. I don't know where she is. I don't know where Tumley is. Neff's been calling me all afternoon, every ten minutes. Well, I don't understand why I didn't close the deal before he went out. Oh, it was a nightmare, Marge. My mistake was when I called Neff in. I thought he ought to be there because he's a senior partner and all that and a deal this big. Well, he ought to be there. That was my mistake. How do you mean, mistake? Well, Tumley, with his sense of humor, you know, he says he wants a $5 reduction off the price we quoted him. $5? You're kidding, aren't you? No, I'm not kidding. It sounds like it, but that's Tumley's idea of being funny. He's known Mr. Neff for years, and he knows how tight he is, and he wants to be able to tell the boys at the golf club that he beat Neff out of $5. Well, that's all Neff had to hear. <laughs> Big business at play. Neff refused the $5 reduction? Yes, I tried to tell him that $5 on a deal that big didn't mean anything, but he was mad he wasn't going to let Tumley put anything over on him. 
And the matter he got, the matter is no more tumbly laughed. And I just sat there quietly aging. You do look as if you'd been run over by something. I have been. Well, that wasn't so bad. I might have straightened that out when Jane walked in. What was she doing there? Well, I was just going to ask you that. Well, I saved you the trouble. I don't know. But it's got something to do with that Fredericks woman next door. Ethel? Yes, Ethel and Baxter. I don't know what it is. I haven't been paying much attention to it. But that woman's putting something in Jane's bonnet as if there were room. Oh, I know. Maybe Jane's next door now. Oh, no, I thought of that. I've called there already. If she doesn't get here soon, I'm going to... Oh, Jane knows this is a big deal you've got on with Mr. Tummy. That's why she invited him here for dinner last night, to make up to him, to get him to sign up. All right, I'll forgive her for that. But today, how did she happen to pick today to come to the office? And the minute Mr. Tummy sees her, he loses interest in the whole thing. All he wants to do is to go out to lunch and to dance someplace. Dance? Yeah. The last I heard before losing consciousness was Jane saying, I'll bet you're as light as a fender. Well, you should have heard the laugh that got. <laughs> To say nothing of the laugh it's getting now. What's so funny about being so close to a deal this big and having it slip through my fingers? Oh, and I don't say it slipped through. Somehow or other, I have a lot of faith in his uh, playmate. Who? Jane. He knows what she's doing. When did that start? <laughs> hey, now, wait a minute. I'm beginning to piece this together. Jane's doing an Ethel Frederick. A what? She's doing for you what Ethel does for Baxter. She's doing for me what... Oh, now, 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 listen, Mars. Do I sound like Baxter? Am I the kind of a guy that lets his wife oh, walk... Oh, I think she's home. Is that you, James? Yes, Mars. At last. Where were you? What a day, what a day. Where were you? What a day, what a day. James, please. I'm a nervous man. I've said about all I can for one day. Will you come to the point? Where were you? I was with Mr. Tumley. You know I was. Yes, I know. But you knew where I was, too. Why didn't you phone me? Why didn't you let me know what was going on? Oh, were you worried about me, dear? No. Uh, yes, yes, I was worried about you, too, Jane. But I know you can take care of yourself. But I was worried about this deal I'm trying to sell Tumley on. Oh, that. Yes, that little quarter of a million dollar building Mr. Tumley wants to put up. Yes, he told me all about it. He told you all about What did he say? Oh, more things. Oh, we had more fun. More as we went to the Carter House to tea. Uh, they danced there, you know. Oh, we danced and laughed and danced, mostly laughed. What were you laughing about? Oh, I don't know, just silly things. You know how you do. No, I don't know. How do you do? Oh, dear, I said hello when I Oh, isn't this all? Well, why didn't you call me after lunch and let me know what was going on? You know I was worried about that deal. Well, what did you do, Jane? Tell us everything. Well, like I told you, first we had lunch. I had a salad. Oh, it was delicious, too. And then maybe it was vinegar and all. the details. Oh, it wouldn't be good without the details. That's oh. what made it taste so good. <laughs> he means we want to get down to the story. What happened, Jane? Well, after we finished eating lunch, he said, what now? And I said, well, I'll pay my half if that's what you what? mean. What? Yes, because that's what I thought he meant at first, but he didn't. He just laughed. He said, I mean, where do we go from here? Boys. Yeah. What? Where did you go? What happened after lunch? Well, he said first he wanted to go to his apartment and change his shoes because he wanted to go someplace to dance, and he had on these shoes, and they hurt him. Oh. So he said, first, let's go up to my apartment. Well, I gave him a look. I hardly know the man, much less anything about him. And I certainly told him a thing. Well, you should have seen his apartment, Mark. It's the most beautiful place I ever saw. You actually went there? Oh, yes. It was all right. He used it for an office, too. An office? Oh, yes. He has people working there. His secretary. He 
was nice. A woman in her middle ages, I should say. I don't care. What did you do? Did you mention the deal? Well, while we were there, he said he had to sign some mail. And I said, all right. So he signed some letters. And then I said, Uh well, as long as you're signing things, would you sign something for me? I don't care to hear of Sign what for you? Oh, you're interested, huh? Jane, will you please? Jane, did he sign it? Well, he said, sign what? And I said, oh, something. And he said, what? And I said, oh, something. And he said, what? Oh, that explains why you didn't get home till now. That went on all afternoon. Oh, Jane, honey, did he sign the deal? Well, let me tell this my way. All right, go ahead, Jane, but hurry. It's getting exciting, isn't it? Well, he said, sign what? So I said, that deal you were going to have with my husband. He said, oh, that. And I said, yeah. Yes, I'd sure like to have your autograph. I said, if you sign it, I have a book where I paste all my favorite autographs, and I'd sure like to paste Jerry. Well, you should have heard him laugh. (laughs) I can imagine. What did he say to that? Well, he said, let's go someplace and have a cocktail and talk this over. Cocktail, you? Yes, imagine me drinking cocktails. You didn't. Oh, did I? He told me what to have. It's a drink called uh, Cuba Libra. They make it with Coca-Cola and rum. Oh, and it's marvelous without the rum. That's the way I had it. Oh. <laughs> really, it tastes wonderful, Mark. He had a drink called uh, a sidecar. Oh, he had about six. They look good, too. He wanted me to try sidecars, but I told him I never mix my drinks. Okay, <laughs> you know our lingo, don't you? Yes, well, wait I tell you. So I got to talking about the deal again. Bad lass. I knew you'd come to it. Oh, I did. Well, he got to talking, and he told me about how he made all his money. His father left it to him, you know. Yeah, the hard way. Yes, and he said he had to work hard to keep the money. Once it looked like he was going to lose it all, but he kept a fifth uppercut, and it turned out that he not only didn't lose it, but he made a lot more. And That's then... very interesting, Jane. But now get down to the oh, deal. Well, well, hold your horse. I'm coming to it. Uh, let me see. Where was I? In a cocktail lounge. Oh, yes. Well, finally I said, how about the deal my husband wants you to sign? And he said, make it the same, waiter. And I said, what? And he said, let's have another. And I said, oh. Oh. Oh, not like that. Just, oh. Uh, <laughs> like I didn't understand what he meant. Well, anyhow, he had another sidecar, and he pulled the contract out of his pocket about the deal. Now we're getting to it. Well, I sat there while Roger read the contract, or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, a new character stepped in. Wait a minute. Who did you say read the... Uh, Roger. That's Mr. Tumbley. Oh. Uh, you two getting along famously by now. Oh, yes. We decided to call each other by our first names, Roger. Uh, okay, Roger. What happened? Well, he finally turned to me, and he said, Do you really want me to sign this thing? And I said, Do I? And he said, well, do you? And I said, do I? Laugh? Everybody in the place is looking at us. And then he said, may I have the pressure of the next dance? And we danced. While the contract sat it out. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, after the dance, Jane, my nerves can't stand much more. This after the dance, what happened? Well, we came back to our table, and he had another sidecar. And I said, well, how about the deal? And he said, well, I'll sign it, but I'm only doing it for you. Are you getting a bonus, he said. And I said, no, I wasn't in the war. Well, that started him off again. In the war? Well, that must have thrown him right out of the place. Oh, no, that came later. What came later? Oh, wait, I tell you. He started to take out his palm pen when all of a sudden the head waiter came over and said, not so much noise, please. And Roger said, go away, boy, you bother me. And the waiter said... Don't tell me you started a brawl. Oh, no, I didn't cry. Cry? I said brawl. What is this? What happened? Well, they kept talking to and from, and finally Roger invited the waiter to sit down and have a sidecar, and the waiter said no. Well, that got him really mad. 
And when the waiter said that Roger couldn't have any more sidecars either, and would we please go home, well, Roger said, we'll see about that. He said, I'll sit here till I get one. And the waiter went away. Then he said to me, it's getting late, but I'm going to stay here. He said, here, I'll sign this and you go home. Sign this? Yeah, that's what he said. I didn't understand what he meant. But when I saw him writing his name on the contract, well, that's all he I did. wanted. He did? Yes, and here it is. Well, well, why didn't you say, let me see that. There it is, on the top of mine. Well, that's it, all right. There it is. And where's Mr. Tumbler? Oh, I left him there. I said, why don't you come over to our house for dinner, I said. And he said, no. He said, believe it or not, I'm waiting for a sidecar. For <laughs> a sidecar? Well, I don't know who's doing that. Well, dear, how's that for helping you Jane really proved Mrs. Frederick's point. Just what the after effects will be, we learn when next we meet the Easy Aces.